Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 10x Growth Strategies podcast. This is your host, Sharda Sriram, Business Technology Strategist. We have with us today, Donna Yates Ferris. Donna has an MBA in finance, a chartered financial analyst designation. She has successfully navigated a corporate career for the last three decades in corporate sales and product management while raising two kids, writing for multiple publications, publishing a memoir, and leading a thriving coaching business. During her years in corporate life, she has participated in multiple mentoring programs that focused on shaping younger professionals into executives. She also has a yoga teacher and a three-year yoga therapy certification, which included therapy for grief, addiction and coaching training, and the Inner MBA certification serves as a Kripalu retreat presenter, host of the Bounce Back Stronger podcast, frequent speaker on the topics of grief, forming habits, navigating change, life purpose, and creating your way out of difficult times. Welcome to our podcast, Donna. Tell us about how you took to yoga and how it has helped with your family, work, and community. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yoga has has been an interesting uh, pursuit for me. I think I I started doing yoga because I I knew I needed something more, and I you know I was in I had been taking uh, different types of meditation classes, and I'd done um, therapy for a long period of time. I have anxiety, and that's worked really well for me a lot of times in work, <laughs> frankly. But um, but it can make it really difficult for you. So. I came to yoga as a way I was like, I had done everything else and it kept calling to me and I kept walking past this yoga studio and, and I went in, uh, which is half the battle. And what I found when I did yoga is a lot of things that had been bottled up inside of me unwound, um, you know, childhood, uh, abuse, um, my marriage actually unwound too, uh, cause it wasn't really healthy for me. So I found it, it really, uh, unleashed a lot of energy and a lot of, things that were that were bottled up uh to the and and to the good in, in the end that's uh interesting to know about your background because uh the city i come from back in india is a center a hotbed for yoga so i have practiced yoga over several years and also with you in your classes so all of us come with very different perspectives into yoga and how we assimilate that into our lives uh, i really like what you're doing with it and how you are spreading it within the community too so thank you for doing that. Oh, the book we are talking to, you know, about today is The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. It's a very thought-provoking book that delves into the nature of consciousness and the pursuit of inner freedom. Uh, you should talk to us about some of the concepts or ideas uh, from the book that has resonated with you and tell us why. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you highlighting this book in particular. So on one of the most difficult days of my life, somebody um, was that I love very dearly, um, my fiance at the time, was going, uh, had left me and uh, had gone to the Amish market nearby us to get some stuff for the Super Bowl. It's interesting timing because we're recording this around the Super Bowl too. And I picked up this book. It had been sitting on my uh, on my bookshelf for a very long time. But I, you know, like many of us, right, we have a long to be read pile. And this one happened to be that day that I was, I picked it up and I read this quote that said, what if you could be in a mindset where no matter what happened that day, you could withstand it and overcome it. 
And, you know, that I actually highlighted it because I was like, well, that would be great. Um, and that's a, it's an idea I had been thinking about for a long time. It's, kind, you know, it's around the peace that passes all understanding, which shows up in a lot of religious wisdom texts. Um, and, I, you know, just this idea, like no matter what any comes to me, I could be peaceful. Well, later that day, um, the person that I loved had a massive stroke. And that book I dropped in my bag. Uh, and then over the next nine days, I read it. Uh, and it really provided a tremendous amount of support in a time that was really, really difficult for me. So that book really changed my life. Uh, I don't think I, I don't know, maybe I would have gotten through it anyway, but I think the ideas of the book really helped me a lot in that time. Sorry to hear about your experience, but uh, thank you again for sharing, you know, how the book helped you through that process. Can you talk to us a couple of ideas from the book that you resonated with and how that helped you through the process? Yeah, I, I one of the big parts of the book is that our soul, which is the idea of the untethered soul, is separate from the thinking and the things that go on in our lives and the the way we're impacted and how we see things even. So it's an interesting idea where a lot of us, especially with anxiety and depression, um, will almost be deluged with our thoughts, right? And then the thoughts can be not that pleasant, right? They can be very negative. They can say, why did you do that? That was stupid. You know, they, they, they're not very nice to you. Um, and the idea of the book is that those thoughts aren't really you, right? And they're, they're something that you can befriend um, and maybe control, you know, but maybe befriend is probably the best um, idea. And they tend to get more agitated the more agitated you are. Uh, so knowing that can be really, really helpful. So that that was incredibly helpful for me to understand that that those thoughts are are not really real. They're just something that happens to us as we try to make sense of the world around us and we create these stories and concepts that um, that we can change. And that's incredibly empowering, I think. So as you are talking through this, uh, did you have to go through situations where you had to focus on the present moment? And let go of a few things how did you yeah and yeah i think that's really an important concept here too is that um because a lot of those thoughts are think ruminating about the past or worrying about the future especially in anxiety getting in the present moment of notice knowing that you're perfectly fine is really really helpful because a lot of the reason we get so agitated is these are historical things right they're um genetic and you know cultural things that we've learned to try to prevent our bad things from happening. We think that if we worry about it and plan enough about it, it won't happen or it won't be as bad. And the reality is, is that's not true. The only thing that we really have at any one time is the moment that we're in right now. And we really can't control the future. And if you've ever made plans and they've been completely dashed, um, you know what I mean? It, it, it is not something that we can really control. So staying in the present moment and realizing that it's all we have and that it's really precious is incredibly helpful uh, in a lot of ways. You know, all of us, you know, who've gone through this pandemic, uh, we've all built a lot of resilience through that. And you bring a very important point of learning to adapt, you know, things when things don't go as planned to reorganize and uh, work through the situation. Talk to me a little bit about, especially since you have this podcast that you work on, uh, Bouncing Back Stronger. So I know that is not, it is aspirational, but how do you put that to practice and especially taking um, 
ideas from this book and how have you been able to process your uh, you know things that unfortunate things that have happened in your life uh, how do you pivot and uh, carry on with your daily life thank you well thanks for bringing up the podcast it's bounce back stronger and i say that only because there is one that's called bouncing back stronger that interesting enough uh was started about two to three weeks before mine started and i didn't even know they existed um, so it, there must be a lot of reason that people need to bounce back. That's all I'm going to say. But it is bounce back stronger, and the book is bounce back stronger. Um, it, it is important, I think, right away to know that we can bounce back. I think it's really that's probably the number one thing. And there is a idea here of a persona that can bounce back. And it's kind of like any time, like when in the beginning of the year, we, we start to think about, you know, oh, I want to lose weight or, oh, I want to be a healthier person. And you want to take on that mindset and that persona of that healthy person. We're doing the same thing here. There, you can bounce back. You can, you can live with the things that happen with you and learn to maybe even use them as learnings and opportunities. Um, and certain, like for me, for example, when my fiance died, which is eventually what happened in those nine days that I mentioned before, I learned a lot about myself. That that grief was incredibly hard and I had to get through it. Um, and I certainly still feel it at times today. But I became a different person after that because I realized how important every moment was. And I sweated the small stuff a lot less. And I take every moment, uh, not every moment, but a lot more moments to heart as being important. So those are the things that we can learn when we learn that we can be resilient and we can learn that we can come back from things. We wouldn't, if you know, if you see somebody that's never had anything go wrong, they don't, they tend not to take things as, uh, as being as important as, as those of us that have had loss. And I just um, uh, did a podcast with Sharon Salzberg, who's a pretty well-known meditation teacher. And she said, when she was uh, first really young, she was like 19, I think, when she first kind of started teaching and this woman that she had met in India said to her, well, you're going to go back to America and you're going to teach. And she's like, no, I'm not. And she's, and she's, and the woman says, yes, you are. And they went back and forth a bunch of times. And it's much funnier when you hear Sharon say it, but she said, um, and the woman said, yes, you are because you've had such tremendous suffering. And that is what's going to make you a tremendous teacher because you understand what it means to suffer. And that is, why you need to teach meditation and teach how to be mindful and help others that have been through suffering. And I think that's, that's the, you know, what I'm trying to do. And I think that's what we all can do is, is learn from our suffering and, and um, turn it into things that are of benefit because life becomes so much precious when we realize that we can lose everything. So I think it's, it's, it's really important to take it seriously. I like how you're segueing into, you know, meditation and we can talk a little bit about mindfulness. Uh, but before we go there, uh, one other uh, topic that I want to discuss from the book, and I see you practice that also is letting go of your fears mm -hmm. and reframing your thought process and not living in the pain of what happened. So do you want to yeah. elaborate on that? Yeah, I think a lot of our resistance to a lot of things comes from this not wanting to feel things um, and being really uncomfortable with our emotions. Um, and maybe it's because we weren't allowed to have big feelings as kids. I think at least that's certainly in my case. Um, and so I think we didn't know how to deal with it. And especially like anger and sadness. Anger is big though. I think, especially for women, I think we have a hard time expressing anger and we get really scared of it because we get in trouble because we're angry. 
um, or when we've done things that, that are anger related. And it's really important to not be afraid of our feelings and to let them, as you're saying, let them go or flow, you know, let a lot of times, again, we resist things. And if we would just let them come over us and wash over us, and that's a big part of the untethered soul is we breathe them in and we let them go. And then the resistance is gone. The sting of it is gone and we don't get stuck. Uh, you know, a lot of people get stuck in grief for decades uh, because they get stuck in the moment of uh, the passing of somebody or the moments before if they were taking care of somebody for long periods of time. And it's really important to honor that, right? And and again, feel it. And, and you know, if it's trauma, to work with somebody on trauma, um, like you, know, you can do emotional freedom technique or EMDR or, you know, work with a therapist around the trauma and then let it go. And then try to remember the happy memories. This is a big part of grief um, work is trying to remember the happy memories about the person uh, and the situation, even if it's a job that you left under um, difficult circumstances, there's still people there that you probably care about or, you know, situations or things that you learn from them that you're, you know, you, you build on and, and look at it that way. I mean, I've had a ton of really difficult bosses over the years. I'm writing about one of them that I'm going to kill in my book next coming up. Um, <laughs> but so there's a lot of ways that you can deal with um, these feelings in a more positive and creative way as opposed to holding on to them and allowing them to bring you, you know, you know, uh, down. Uh, and I guess it's the best word that I can come up with right now. Talking about bosses and corporate life. Uh, I know that we all have busy jobs, busy lives. Uh, we're working in niche technology and have strong deadlines approaching, you know, and we're constantly context switching through the day. You know, you're yes. going from meeting to meeting, uh, you have personal things that you're looking at. And especially, again, going back a little bit to the pandemic, where all of us had a constant fear, you know, uh, in our heads of what's going to happen next. So how did you manage through this whole process? Um, I know uh, that, you know, how talk to us a little bit about how taking a breather between meetings or centering yourself. Uh, I know also... You talk a lot about this book as well as you also focus on maybe practicing gratitude breaks during the day. Yeah, that's one of my favorite process. ones. Yeah, because because I think you know, we we know that there are practices that will make us uh, healthier or happier, but we don't do them because they're hard. It's hard to remember. But what I have done and I tell people do is put three gratitude breaks, five minute gratitude breaks on their calendar and just make them recurring like you do everything else and um, they're really helpful. It doesn't mean that you're going to meditate in that five minutes, but it's unbelievable how it'll pop up when you just need it. Right. So I had, I, I was going through one of these big transitions in October and I, uh, had one of these gratitude breaks on my computer and I was the one that was showing my computer, you know, that day. And right in the moment that I needed it, this thing popped up, it said gratitude. And, um, you know, it was funny. I, and I needed it at that moment because I was having a moment. I, you know, it was just a lot of swirling energy around me. A lot of people were really uh, difficult at that time. And it, it just was really important for me to go, wait a minute, but I'm thankful I have the job. I'm thankful that I have the moment, you know, because we can get all swirled up. And again, it's back to these thoughts, right, that we were talking about earlier, that you can get really tied up in those thoughts and it can affect how you're going to act. 
And it's really important to know that they're just thoughts. They're not real. And if you can just take a moment and reframe it for a second in gratitude, it can be really helpful. And what was funny about that is one of my uh, favorite coworkers that I work with now, uh, later on in the day, somebody had said, you have to give, you know, it's one of those stupid things where they say, well, um, give me one word that, you know, that, that, you know, or one phrase about the day. And, um, one of my coworkers and she knew my practice and she said, gratitude. And I was pausing because I was like, I had a lot of stuff on my mind uh, mm -hmm. and it wasn't all positive. And she said, it's gratitude, isn't it? Right, Donna? And I go, yes, I'm grateful to be here. And I was, even though it was a really tough time for me, I was grateful to be there for a lot of reasons that I, if I hadn't had that reminder, I probably couldn't have keyed into. And that's great uh, that you are pausing, you know, and expressing gratitude. And that also reframes, you know, your mind for what is to come for the rest of the day. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the practical applications of what you learned from the book, as well as your share examples, maybe from your life and how you maintain balance, you navigate. I mean, we talked about how you navigate challenges, but uh, how is can you talk about the impact of how mindfulness in your relationships and professional life uh, and how mindfulness has helped you maintain all of that? Yeah, I think one of the things that happens with all of the technology that we have now and all of the you kind of context switching, we don't, as you know, I think we don't really multitask at all. You know, we are doing one task at a time. We're just asking ourselves to do it more and more quickly. And what ends up happening is we don't really arrive in any room, really. We are always thinking about the next screen over there, which I have over there and happens to be blank today. But, you know, or or the next thing we have to do or, you know, the thing that we have to get or, you know, like a notification that comes on our phone or whatever. So we're really, it's really hard to be mindful in any one moment. And what I have found is that if you are different than everybody else and you arrive and actually give the person your full attention and you make a connection with them, even if it's not, even if it's not in Zoom, even if it's just you remember in your email or your Slack message to be kind instead of the way we normally are, right? Um, abrupt and quick and whatever. If you can just remember that little bit, it, it you stand out and you build relationships, uh, you know, maybe unintentionally in some cases, but you become that place where people can rely on being safe. And that's a big thing in this environment that we're in now. So I think that mindfulness, I will tell you that I was, you know, when I decided to do, go into yoga therapy training, I would actually sidelined my career. I decided that I needed to be home with my youngest more. And I, you know, decided to take a lateral move, get off the road. And what's funny is, I, you know, you would have thought like, oh, I'm just going to go off to pasture at that point, but I've been promoted, you know, I've been, you know, continually given more money and more responsibility. And I have to say that it's that mindfulness and that being a safer place, I think, you know, innately than I was before that has helped my career, maybe more than any of the, you know, CFAs and MBAs and all the other certifications, maybe my yoga therapy training or yoga training uh, was the best money I spent, probably. <laughs> That's a very interesting paradigm shift, you know, uh, that you're talking about. Uh, of course, you do have the academic expertise to do your job, but the attitude that you carry and the aura that you generate, that has really helped you move forward in your life.
Yeah, because I think the other way didn't help me at all, right? You know, I think I was much more abrupt. And and I and I think that when I'm unhappy, when you're unhappy yourself, uh, you know, with your life and the, and the internal dialogue is so negative, it comes out. Uh, I love the movie um, A Man Called Otto. It's with uh, Tom Hanks. And he is so unhappy because his wife died. And it, and if you don't know the story, um, I highly recommend seeing the movie. There's also it's built on a, a European movie, but but he is so unhappy, uh, and it's it's coming out as pores. He barely talks to anybody, but they can tell just by we all know them, right? There's people that are just so, or maybe we may be like this sometimes. You know, we're just so um, tied up in knots. And I think if you're like that. And your, you know, the internal dialogue so negative and so forth. It hurts you, uh, not just um, in your career, but in general in life. Uh, and and I love the story because what ends up happening is a woman literally he shuts the door on her and she literally puts her foot in in, in the middle of it and won't let him do it. And and I'm not saying that you have to do that. I don't think we can really help people except by modeling this behavior. And then they start to want to know what is it. Um, what is it about you? How do you think differently? And and I've had that happen. And, and it's helpful, I think, you know, to model. So the, really, it is all you can do is modeling. Putting the foot in the door is not is not what I recommend at all. <laughs> but I do recommend modeling it. If you want to change at least your little world around you, changing how you act with people does make a difference. On that note, you know, as the beginning of the year, a lot of people said resolutions, um, I know, We've talked about a sober January or wearing red for February. Uh, is there anything, any insights from the book that you would use to continue being consistent with good habits through the year? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the ones is, you know, because we have this negative dialogue all the time, we tend not to enjoy our lives very much. And I, and I, I always remember this list, and I don't, I won't get it right, but there's a list of things that people say when they're on their deathbed in hospice. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, why didn't I do the things I wanted to do? Why didn't I play that instrument more? Why didn't, and they really kind of boil down to why didn't I join my life more? And I'm trying to work on that myself, actually. You would think with all this, you know, work that I do that that would be easy, but it isn't. Like if you're trying to write a book and run a podcast and have a full-time job and, you know, have kids that, you know, always need us, uh, no matter how old they are and building, you know, a, an important relationship, um, you're always going to feel a little bit behind. And I think it's really important to enjoy your life though. I mean, I think that, so I think that's one of the things I'm really working on is why can't I just slow down and just give myself some time? Um, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening feel this too. Like we're busy and corporate life is busy, but I think we owe it to ourselves to enjoy our life more and find those things that make us happy and forget about time. Um, so anyway, that that's, a, that's my resolution. And I think it's important. I think it's, it's, it's harnessing that, that negative thinking that I was relating to before and making sure that we, you put ourselves first and, and, and focus on things that make us happy. That's a very honest uh, confession because, uh, you know, you always look at people who are doing everything and you think that they have it easy, but everybody's vulnerable and have their own uh, set of insecurities that they're working with. Yeah. And I, you know, you have to think about it. Like, you know, I, my models, my mother was a, um, did everything and it was constantly filling every moment. And, uh, you know, I want to be able to take 
uh, relaxation and, and, and build that into my time. That's why I put my husband um, in the top of my list of things and my kids in the top of my list of things. And that may seem like you should do that normally, but no, we don't. We, we focus on our career or whatever thing that we're working on. And we forget and when we, 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 one of my bosses once said, you know, he said that it's important for everybody to understand what their real core beliefs are and the real goals of our organization is because they have moments every day where they're constantly deciding one activity over the other and you need to make sure that they know what's most important and i think we're no different right we have our own goals and objectives and the things that are important to us and we get the chance to make many decisions all the time i can miss like we my husband and i go see the sunset every day while we're here down in the outer banks because we can do it and but i can't tell you how many times when work will kind of come into that 5:15 period when the sunset's happening and I choose my husband every day. Um, and because it doesn't matter, there's not life and death. I can come back to this thing at 5.30 when I'm done seeing the sunset. Uh, the sunset only takes three minutes. So I can make that time with him if I make it a priority. And I think, you know, why wouldn't I do that to enjoy my life more? But how many times do we not do that? How many times do we say, oh, it's more important? Because it draws you. Um, the needing, being needed draws us in. But um, we need to choose ourselves uh, and everybody will be better for that. Awesome. I do want to, you know, say that the untethered soul offers a lot of practical wisdom and so did you and your guidance for individuals seeking personal growth and a deeper connection with their true selves. I'm sure uh, all the people who read this book and apply its teachings in daily life uh, experience a profound shift in perspective and cultivate greater inner peace and happiness. I want to express my gratitude to our listeners and to you, Adana, who you've been a lovely guest. Um, your curiosity and engagement drives this podcast, and I'm very excited to continue this journey of exploration and discovery with each and every one of you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a joy to talk with you. Thank you, Donna. <laughs>